with many getting tested so they can go home for the holidays, most doctors say it's still not safe to travel. One official warned, if you gather for Thanksgiving, you could be planning a funeral for Christmas. Black life. Because they, they, they equate wearing a mask with freedom as opposed to, and, you know, right. health and safety. And if it, Exactly. And they've been downplaying this virus this whole time, right? It's not a big deal. We shouldn't have to wear masks. Everything should open up. Yeah, Fuck people. Fucking chest cavity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fucking fucking lungs. Fucking alveoli get fucking damaged and shit, and you can't fucking breathe. Then you That's enough. Fucking drowning your goddamn. Call us there. Damn, dude, relax. <laughs> Welcome to episode twelve of the Black Life Pod. I'm Alex, and as always, I was joined by Marcus and Brian. A quick note before we get to today's show: with Thanksgiving falling on a Thursday. Obviously, we're going to release next week's episode on Tuesday, so you have something to get you through the holiday week. As for today's episode, we discuss self-worth, how we determine our self-worth, what influences our self-worth, and how to deal with people who need help with theirs, and those people who are insufferable in searching for compliments. And this all started with Marcus's question about reassessment. Was there a point in time in your life, dude, where you had to like reassess and determine your self worth, dude? <sighs> I had to reassess my self worth. Like point? you was just going through the motions, I mean, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Yo, <laughs> I don't have to live like this." <laughs> <laughs> so the last time I felt like I really had to reassess my self worth was straight after like college. Because I think at the time, my self-worth was defined by education and obtaining that degree. Mm-hmm. And once I obtained that degree, then it was like, okay, what's next? Obviously, to get a job. But the job that I had didn't pay for shit <laughs> at all. Oh, yeah. I remember where you um, work now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. The investment, in th- the investment that I put in for my degree did not equate to you was proud the money there, though. I, I remember I remember I mean, you I was, was strutting around was, town dude like yo look I mean how, reali- was it, realistically how often does your degree pay off to that extent uh, it it generally takes well, some time yeah right it does but the thing is like I I didn't have like I guess I didn't develop that mindset up until these last couple of years but okay. at that time like it was just okay I got done with I got done with school now what? I gotta get a job. Hold on, man. It's, get a job. It's not even. It's what? not even pitched like that to us, though, right? Like, like the degree. It's like get the degree, you get a better job. That was it. That's true, though. Yeah, it's true, but it's not pitched correctly. Like, yo, you like after you get this diploma, after you get this piece of paper, you're still going to be required to get the experience that all these jobs require you to have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like I think yeah, how it was pitched was that once you get this degree, like you're golden to get a job, yeah. like. That's it. But that was the old way of thinking with, you know, our, our parents and whatnot, um, you know, because it was a lot easier for them to get a degree and get a job. For us, it wasn't as easy unless you had a specialized degree. Anyway, no, it was easy. It just cost too damn much. <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, College is all right. Easy, well, though. OK, college. No, no, no. College was easy. But getting a job that paid well right after college for me wasn't that easy. Oh, yeah, me too. No, that shit was trash, dude. 
Yeah. <laughs> so with that, like I moved, I moved back to my my mom's house for a, for a hot minute, and was making, I want to say like thirteen, fourteen bucks an hour, if that. Oh, you was balling, dude. Nah, <laughs> said he was I balling. wasn't balling. <laughs> Did you have benefits? That's the crazy thing about it. I worked thirty eight hours a week. Because they didn't want me full time, so I didn't have benefits. Oh, you, oh, you did that to yourself. Don't be blaming the uh, company. I didn't do that to myself. I just I couldn't work more than that because they didn't let me. What you but mean I they didn't let job. you get another job? Yeah. Well, anyway, get to yourself. <laughs> work. My bad. Anyway, back <laughs> to my self-worth. <laughs> Whatever, man. I don't get it. I don't give a damn. No, I hear you, my, this is my this is my self worth back all then. Right, I hear you, right? Dude, See, now you about to feed all. If I, Alex, he. The, the shit coming up now is all for you. <laughs> He's like, that was me back then. Watch this, though. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, so back then, my self-worth was, all right, education and money. Some of that hasn't changed. <laughs> I'm about to say. Oh, right. Uh, money <laughs> money wasn't, the, but the money wasn't there, though. I was struggling a lot because I, I moved out of my, my mom's house because I couldn't live there anymore. I just couldn't. Kick you um, out. <laughs> It's not even about that shit. Yo, no, it is, dude. We know it is. No, no, it's not. It was like because my mom, my mom, still trying to place, you know, certain rules in the house, right? But like, go, like living on your own in college, like you leave and come, you leave and go as you want to go, right? You twenty six with a ten o'clock curfew. Exactly. I'm like, (laughs) but anyway, going back to your question, uh, that's how I originally defined myself, and I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy where I was, what I was doing defining myself by money and education isn't doing it for me right now because first off striving for those didn't make me happy going to college didn't really make me happy working even though i was making more money than i previously was wasn't making me happy so i had to reassess and change my self-worth and define it like okay if i if i'm not happy with money and i'm not happy with you know with education then what am i going to be happy with so your your self-worth is defined by your happiness yeah, I mean, for me, you know, in, in order for me to ha- feel like I have a f- that self-esteem, that self-worth in myself, yeah, I, I have to be happy with myself. If I'm not happy with myself, then I feel like I'm not, I feel like I, I wouldn't be worth much. That makes any sense. At least that's the mindset that I had. Now, I don't I don't have that mindset. But, What's your mindset um, now? Now, I'm happy as hell. Like, I'm the happiest I have been in a long time. Um, Don't smack your lips and then tell me I'm happy as shit now, dude. He's like, I'm happy as shit now, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I get it, dude. I do. Do I got? Do I got stressors? Is my life perfect? Hell no. But I could say that I'm comfortable and I'm happy with myself, and that's the biggest thing. So, yeah, like I'm worth, I'm worth more than Bezos money. Just define yourself by money again. See, can't can't get away from it. Can't get away from (laughs) it. He loves it. I love money. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds to me like then you were extrinsically motivated. I was very much. So now it's intrinsic for you. Yeah, yeah. It's all about what can I do to make myself happy, and that's that's how I build my my self worth, and that's how I define my worth. What about you, Marcus? Well. When did you have to reassess? He's still. I am actually. Don't take ten minutes like he did though. God damn! Don't take ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, don't. That's like nine. The moment I had to assess was was when um, I got a new uh, a new boss, and I was essentially doing 
my job. I had switched to third shift for a little bit, came back, continued to do their job. And then when another position opened a step above, it was it would have been a promotion for me. I was informed that no one in this company is qualified. Woo! <laughs> Man. Boy. Man, how'd you take that? Yo. Everyone knew that I was upset, dude. But I held my composure, dude. Until she brought it up to me. Bro. <laughs> yeah, I was about to yo, say, how long? How long? Yo, she came, she came, she came put that knee up on the desk, like, so I heard you want to talk to me. I was like, no, I never said I want to talk to you. Who told you that? And then they proceeded to. So, Marcus, do you think you're qualified? Yeah, man. They proceeded to explain to me why they made the decision they made. And everything. I'm like, no, you know, I, I totally understand. I totally understand. Put my two weeks in. Like, <laughs> put my two weeks in, like, the next few weeks, dude. Yo, uh, you know, what it boils down to for me is, uh, I think a little bit of it is happiness, but, I mean, I'm not happy now. But I I would say uh, I feel like I'm worth more than the position I'm in now. For me, it's a little more than that. Maybe it's maybe it's being comfortable so, in what I'm doing. But so, cool. But question for you then. So then, how 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 exactly though do you define yourself? So the reason why I say I believe it's happiness, but it's not completely happiness, is because, like I said before, it's not. I'm not happy, but I don't think I'm worth more than where I'm at now. I just think it's. Just, I think it's just different. You know what it, it sounds like in hearing both of y'all. A lot of your self worth is tied to what you spend most of your time doing. So what each of you describe yeah, it, is what you spend most of your time doing is work. working. Yeah. Right? So what Well, that's hold on, that's hold on, how hold on, I hold on, used to. I don't do that on, now. Hold on, okay. let, let me go. Let me you. go. See, I haven't been working in the traditional sense. You know what I'm saying? I've been at home. So looking at hearing you guys talk about your self-worth at work is what Oh, it's what you do most of the time. So I'm at home with a 3-year-old or my wife. You didn't even let me finish, though, dude. And <laughs> like he about to school I'm me on having try- a kid. I'm not, no, <laughs> dog. I'm, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to move the conversation All forward. Right, I'm I hear not you. trying go to ahead, school you on nothing. Go right? ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm saying <laughs> what I'm saying is that since you cut me off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's gonna continue to cut you off. So essentially, <laughs> you de- you determine your your self worth based on. What you're doing, right? I started with how work. often you're right, and how often you're doing. Both of y'all started with work, yeah. so I say that to say, yeah. you guys, did you guys not feel you were um, like appreciated? Uh, yeah, you can call it that. The exa- with the example I gave, yeah, that's what, exactly what it was. Yeah, my example is a little different, and actually, actually, a little over a year ago, two years ago almost, I got uh, furloughed, and um, I reached the point to where. I gradually went back into like a, I don't want to call it a depressive state, but I was just very afraid, scared, and upset that, you know, I got furloughed. And at that point, though, too, and this was a couple of years ago, I defined again my self-worth as um, by my job. I think, and- I think it, it, it a lot of it is tied to what we as Americans look at as success. And a lot of it is, t- is tied to your career choices because- yeah. It's it's if you think about small talk you have day to day. Hey, how you doing? My name is so and so. So what do you do? 
like what do you do for like living? that's that's your first question and for a while yeah. and for a while it was tough for me to be like uh stay at home dad take care of my daughter like for a minute it was tough but you come to realize that that's important too but as a man you're always taught that you have to take care of the family but what take care of the family is always defined as is financial yeah. financial yeah, right and exactly and you know but we can provide in all types of but, ways but provide exactly that's where i was going so i uh i see what y'all are saying as far as um how your self-worth is kind of tied to what you do because that's where you are Oops. Right. But if the thing is, is like going back to what you were saying about, you know, in this in the DMV area, which is where I'm at, uh, which is the District of Columbia and Maryland and Virginia, they get two questions most commonly all the time. It's what's your name and what do you do right. or what do you do for a living? Right. And that just, my it, name like is that, Brian Lochin. Kind of, dude. Anyway. I get really pissed off at the second question because, and I, and I guess I, I used to get upset about it because it's like, why does it matter what I do? Why does how I pay my bills matter to you? <laughs> right. But now, you know, and, and I changed this, my, I, cha- I try to reframe this to where if someone asks me that question, you know, when they ask me, you know, what do I do for a living? I tell them how I'm living my life. Hmm. And it's not about my job. It's not about it's. It's about what I'm. You know what I'm enjoying every day. What I'm doing. You just Google that, dude. Nah, bro. I didn't just Google that. <laughs> um, actually, a, a a mentor of mine I had a conversation with um a couple weeks ago about that about these questions more or less and why it's important to tell people how you live versus what you do to live. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I'm trying to define my self worth now is. What am I doing? How am I living my life? Not what am I doing to live? Yeah, I like that. I hadn't, I hadn't really. I was thinking when you were talking more so. It's like if they ask what you do and you tell them, the next question should be, are you happy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, are you happy exactly. that you're doing that? Where, you- where, where it's more so that they're they're more or less determining your status. Yeah. Oh, you do that? Exactly. You That's do that, huh? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know that's, what? That's, that's all it is. You, now that you mention <laughs> that, dude, it, where I was going to go with mine, though, is like I was at a different place with that employer versus now. Like, now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I mean, I do. You didn't suck. You give a I, fuck before either. No, 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 no. no. I, I cared about, like Alex was saying, like, I cared about my status, like my status, as Lupe was saying. <laughs> I cared a lot about it. But that was like pre kids, pre marriage pre-maturity though i was all right though <laughs> but uh but uh now now like i was saying man like dude, i have i still feel like i have to provide you know but like i have kids like right. and my one of my most important goals is making sure well making sure they don't walk in on the back in the bathroom on me anymore dude but you know after that one <laughs> it's making sure that they care you know making sure that they know that i love them and you know, giving them the shit that I never got, you know, that's, that's important. But, um, shit, I forgot what I was saying, dude. I had a good ass fucking story too. That's okay, Marcus. It's okay. <laughs> so by you, Alex, so how do you exact, how do you define your self-worth? Honestly, before you, you, you brought this topic, uh, brought this up, I'd never, I had never really thought about it to be completely honest. 
Oh, that's why when I suggested it in the group chat, you said it was trash, though. Never said that. He said, which I want to talk about. I was like, yo, let's talk about this. He was like, nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah I'm not playing. Never All right. I'm playing. Well, I'm then, playing, man. I, I, hold on, hold on. Let yeah, me, yeah, I left him. I interrupted him again. My bad. My bad. So in thinking about it, though, and also just now hearing you guys, it, it, it for me, it's about balance. Everything in my life is about balance. So I know not everything's going to be good. I know not everything's going to be bad. But if I can find that place in the middle, then I think I'm doing a good job. And I also believe that shows that my worth is being recognized, whether that's for my wife, for my kids, for my people around, because they're not giving me all negative and they're not giving me all positive. But I'm getting everything. So they know I'm right. I'm worth showing both sides or letting know both sides. Whereas my it also comes down to self-esteem, whereas my self-esteem isn't so low that they have to keep hitting me with positive shit and I'm not on this high horse where they have to try to knock me down, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, it it does. I but mean a lot of people feel like they gotta knock you down. Because mis- misery loves company, man. This is true. And the higher you get, the longer it is at the top. So I don't want to go no higher, dude. I'm actually trying to go lower, dude. <laughs> <laughs> when they when they go high, yeah, I'm going lower, because you already know they're gonna say, go I'm chopping, I'm chopping their knees yeah. off. <laughs> I'm the dude behind them that's sewing all fours. I'm telling, I'm giving you the look like, yo, push them over. <laughs> so I'm behind them like this, push them. <laughs> I did that to somebody in uh, seventh grade. Was it you, bro? I don't know. Definitely wasn't me. (laughs) Unconditional self-worth is distinct from our abilities and accomplishments. It's not about comparing ourselves to others. It's not something that we can have more or less of. Unconditional self-worth is the sense that you deserve to be alive, to be loved and cared for, to take up space. So, did you ever consider yourself worth less than you are now at any point in your life? And why? I I struggled, like I said, I struggled with the I struggled with the stay-at-home father thing because initially I was looking at what everyone else's expectations of success were and how success informs how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if I felt low because me, myself, like in doing and taking care of your family, you feel great most of the time that when they shit on the floor or something. But um, <laughs> but when you but it's something about having to say that to somebody, uh, there was something about having to say that to somebody where it made you feel less than because of kind of what's been ingrained in you. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Speaking of what's been ingrained, you know, being black, right, and growing up, be, what's ingrained is that I feel like society didn't care for, not that I didn't care completely for what I was worth, but I mean, just interactions that I had with, you know, other kids and even parents and teachers. And I, I felt like my, my self-worth, obviously, my, my family did a good job, I think, of trying to instill a certain value of worth in me, but society always seemed like it was the exact opposite right yeah um, I, yeah that's 
That's an interesting point too. Yeah. Because yeah. especially and go ahead. Go, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, but that comes with, you know, whether it's education, whether it's work, whether it's trying to do good in school, whether it's, you know, I did. So growing up, I played like elementary school, grade school. I played soccer and I was the only black black kid on the on the team. And so you was running fast. They said, whoa, he's fast. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's funny because we played this other team, though. And uh, they had another black kid on their team. And my, my teammates look at me. They look at the other kid, look at me. You fascinated him. I said, what? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about can, right. Why are they pitting me? You're why are they pitting him? you against you can... the other black dude, though? Because that's easy. It's easy. But I, I, but I'm, I guess what I'm going back to is just that, you know, my, the, my self-worth, you know, was was defined one way by my family, but defined another way by those extrinsic factors of everything outside of my family. Yeah, when so, you when you go outside as as a black boy, the world's different. It's different. The world is completely different. different than it is inside your damn house, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and trying to build your self worth on top of that, it's you know you're dealt with that double standard of everything you do. You know, you got to work twice as hard for half of what everybody else yeah. got. And, um, yeah, that, it's, that, but even, even for me, it was stuff as simple as going to the store and you noticed the same employee is around every corner you turn. Like, what do you think? Yeah. I, what do you think I'm doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can, I can, I can afford this notebook, dog. School start yeah, two weeks. What, you, what do you think I'm going to do? And then you speed walk across the store real yeah, quick. Yeah, just to make him nervous. <laughs> He's getting away. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all play too much, dude. I ain't trying to get shot out here, dude. <laughs> we thought he was stealing the me notebooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like your self-worth. It, I think a lot of it, um, when you're younger, can be determined by the um, the images you see that of people that look like you so yeah we know that more so in the past than now in media television movies white is right yeah of course so the white the white people always were were the doctors and were the lawyers CEOs, COOs. yeah and we we understand now that that stuff is fiction but as a youngster, you you don't know what you can become if you don't see those types of things. So. None of that stuff was really taught in grade school or middle school or high school about necessarily the accomplishments of what you know blacks or minorities did. Yeah, but but we we went to. I'm assuming y'all did. I went to a white school yeah. with white history classes. With what? Yeah. So that's that's uh, white, white history, history class. classes. Yeah. White, yeah, not like literally, oh, a, no, like not history. like literally. No, call it what it is. It, in the in the curriculum, yeah, yeah, it was a history yeah. class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you registered for it, it was asterisk. No, was white it? History. No, it was not. <laughs> yeah. Yo, in my house, it was Black History Month every every month, dude. Outside, well, yo, like, the fucking outside my house, <laughs> yeah, February. That's it. <laughs> but I remember uh, in high school, in my history class, when you get to like slavery and martin luther king and you know how they just graze Shit over, was over right? in like a half a chapter <laughs> hey brian can you read this chapter for us 
<laughs> there was that. There was also every time she would like be going over it, she would like look at me and nod. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, Alex? She wouldn't say it, but she would look at me and nod. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, you the, te- you the teacher. Why are you looking at me? I don't know this shit no more than you do. I did because my parents exactly. But still. Right. So there's, there's that too as part of as, as far as your self-worth is growing up in your adolescence and the things you see and what you internalize and how that may or may not manifest itself later. And I think that's kind of what happened to me as far as the working, quote unquote, working versus being at home. For many of us, our self-worth is tied to our accomplishments and possessions. And as soon as we fail or lose approval, we experience low self-worth. I was going to say, have you ever, have you ever uh, had to convince, not convince, but speak to somebody else about uh, knowing their worth and how to, how to navigate out here to it? Shit, it's fucking exhausting, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you want you want to go you want to go first cuz no, nah, dog. It's so I generally don't mind it because people need that pick me up. In that in that sense I don't mind, but in the sense of when people try to when they're searching for those comments and talking points to make themselves feel good i'm not going to give it to you because i understand what you're doing there's a difference between when you need it and when you just want it because it feels good and i'm i don't i don't get down like that me either borderline i don't say none of that shit dude ever i hate it (laughs) (laughs) how do you know that though how do you how do you determine that how do you know what like is it just be, is it like the frequency of asking? If it's, like a, if, it's a bunch? if it's a yeah, it's a repeated if it's a repeated behavior. Right, relax, right? Mr. Behavioral it, Scientist. Though. My bad. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm about to get into it There's, too. But depending right. if you know the person well enough, you know how those conversations go, and you know their in those moments how they're reacting to whatever the situation is. Right. You understand when they need that pick me up as opposed to just simply how it makes them feel and they're having a regular day. I don't get down like that. Yeah. I can't constantly I can't be the one to constantly build somebody right. up. I cannot either. At no. some point you have to do it you have to like someone it out else yourself. someone else someone outside of let's say relationship you're in. I don't care. Right. I don't care who it is. Me either. Yo, oh yo. We've stumbled like upon a great topic, dude. <laughs> but let's say if it was so wait, let's say, but let's say if it was your wife. What about and it? she was constantly down. That's different. That's, 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 that's the question about. I asked, and you said it doesn't matter who it is. Huh? No, it doesn't matter who it is. If my wife's not this ty- type of person, but if she was constantly fishing yeah. for it, mm. that's what I'm talking about. If she's down, or if somebody's down or depressed or whatever, you have to remind them of yeah. their worth. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know when somebody just wants to hear good things about themselves. That's what I'm talking about. I wish Lena would keep fishing for some shit like that. Yeah, put your damn fishing rod away. Put your fishing pole do you think, away. Do you think I'm great? Do you think I'm great? <laughs> right, I'm like, reel it in. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't get with the 
kind you kind it's just not in my nature dude you know no nah. i want you to i want people to feel good and people some people I want don't everyone to feel good don't get it twisted dude. i want everybody <laughs> to feel good about life dude but if you're looking for like yeah, you know, this, I'm this, not the person that you should talk to if you yeah, want that. Yo, this this goes back to, and this is another pandemic. I think that's arise over since the internet or since social media kicked off, right? So people define their self worth by the number of likes they have. We don't realize that because we don't care about shit like that. But there's a lot of individuals who social media is their life. There, there is someone. There is, but I. I think it's significantly deeper than the person themselves wanting the likes. You're right. It's a lot deeper than that. But I mean, in terms of their self-worth, in yeah, terms but of pe- people do they... determine their self-worth by, by social other media. people, by, yeah, yeah. by social media, yeah. but in learning how these things are, are made and the amount of engineering and brain hacking that goes into them i can see why people feel like that but i also can't because i grew up where that stuff wasn't readily available it was either it was either not available or it was just new and no one knew how to use it right but even then we still but they didn't even know how to make up it. with it they didn't know how to well make yeah it, right That's everyone it was new for everybody not even just the people using right. it but the people making it It was new for everybody but we've but we've grew up with it and seen it evolve and even then we still don't share that same well not be- attachment that's because well, we've it- seen it we've seen it evolve there's a generation that are getting it when it's to its evolved state but don't get it twisted though there's people from our generation that is oh, yeah. heavily involved with this shit yeah yeah what was your original question marcus have you ever um you know talked or coached somebody through you know oh you know learning their self-worth or yeah um in the navy i work as a behavioral health specialist yeah all right you got about 150 examples i need about 0.5 i do but i'm I'm gonna try to summarize (laughs) this in some quick points um you know Everyone obviously has their off days and every, some people are going to be need a bigger push than others. It's just those people who are trying to be an aid or a guide to, um, they're not going to be able to get better if they don't want to change for the better. Like if they don't believe that they're worth getting better, then they're not going to. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest thing sometimes when you're trying to help someone relearn you know their worth um a video that i actually watched not too long ago was uh this instructor was talking about presenting um this dollar bill to a class and he took this dollar bill or maybe it was like a 20 dollar bill whatever and you know he was like you know what's the worth of this bill and everyone shouts 20 bucks whatever and he was like all right well who wants it everybody raises their hand and then he was like well before i give it to you i'm a i'm gonna I'm a crumple it up into a ball now how much is this bill worth and they all go, well, it's still worth 20 bucks. He's like, all right, bet, 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 cool. Throws it on the ground, starts stomping on it, and then picks it back up. And then he's like, well, how much is it worth now? They're still like, it's $20. All right. He's like, well, all right. I stomped on it. I crumped it up in the ball. Who else wants it? Everybody still raises their hand. The moral of the story is, is that, you know, the value of that dollar or that dollar bill still stayed the same. And a lot of people, you know, they go about their life getting crushed, 
getting rolled, getting tossed over, whatever, getting stomped on, but their worth still stays the same, which their worth is still the same value as it was before all that shit happened. You know, your self-worth, you're still the same person who you were before the event happened um, or events happened. And so um, trying to help them find that that light again is is the hardest thing and it, it's different for everybody how to get there or how to get back but if so. but it's one thing to try to help somebody find it again but what if they never had it yeah the thing is is that you know they've always had it it's just at a certain point they may have not thought they've had it or i guess to your point if they've never if they felt like if they felt like they've never had it then from there you know obviously you know, you, I'm not saying you have to imprint anything, but you know, if they're speaking to you, they're obviously worth your time, which is worth something. Right. Mm -hmm. And from there you expound on how valuable they are, because if they weren't, then let's say, Hey, if you weren't, if I didn't view you as worth my time, why would, why would I be spitting here talking to you? Yo right. man, that's some, that's some real shit, dude. Hey man, you real good at your job, dude. Thanks. That one, not the other six. <laughs> I think uh I think Alex might be on to something with the uh people not knowing you know that they even had it. You know, fuck give it fuck getting it back. Like what if they just never knew they had it, right? Right. So Brian brought some good points, man. But is it possible that people know but uh, they just don't want to they just don't respect the person enough to take the information or to like learn from that person i think i think in using respect the word respect that's a heavy word i don't i don't mean respect it's just it's not the same what if they don't want the advice from you like they might have wanted it from someone else you know what i mean well, like, so are you saying are they are they not accepting of the advice like it would have been, or they don't take the advice seriously like they would someone else? I think sometimes, I think sometimes people, people are looking for something specific. So there's people in my life who are looking, and I don't know what it is, but. I'm not going to be the one to give it to you because I'm going to tell you exactly what I believe. But I think some people want to hear what they want to hear. So they try you first. And if they don't get what they want, then they go try somebody else. They'll move on to somebody else. And if they don't get it from there, they go try somebody else. So they're searching and searching and searching for something specific as opposed to taking what you're giving them and contemplating what that is. They want to hear what they want to hear. That's what I believe. And a lot of people do that. That's why, like, let's say spouses or significant others, you know, they'll they'll ask you something, right? And then you'll give them advice. And then sometimes they'll go to that second or third person and they'll hear the same thing you said. But for some reason, this other person, they'll go with what they said, even though it's the same thing you did. So. All right. <laughs> so you can give the same advice that you were raised on. But you just know that that advice hits different if it's from a parent. But because that right. advice isn't, they're not capable of receiving that advice from that person anymore. I just spit all over my mic, dude. Uh, but <laughs> because they're not capable of receiving that information from that person, 
you're the next best thing, but it doesn't hit the same. So it's not received the same. So there's no effect. Am I wrong in saying that? No, 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 you're not. You're actually, you know, it's it's common. And sometimes you want to hear it from who you want to hear it from, whether or not, even if that's impossible. Right, but even then, you know, if they if they're not ready to change or they're not ready to hear the lesson that's to be learned, they're not going to until they're ready. Yeah, you have so, to be you have to be willing to receive what's being given. Right. There's a difference between listening and active listening so or excuse me there's a difference between hearing and active listening i know that right you know that and i'm they may know it too they just aren't being they're not actively listening to what you're saying that shit is annoying why did you even come to me in the first place why ask me because again it goes back to what alex was saying they want to hear something from you or get that attention they want to get that certain level of attention from you so you, they can see that you care, right? But and that's enough for them. To they Alex's don't care what point, you're saying. Though, to Alex's point, anybody who's asking, anybody who's fe- anybody who feels comfortable enough to come to me for the advice, already know that yo, I don't know, you know, Marcus gets kind of, you know, he's only gonna give it up if it's like serious. So then they come to me with the serious shit, but then you haven't got anywhere with it. You haven't gone anywhere with the advice I gave you last time. Why are you coming to me this time? Damn, that sounds people, bad. Uh, no, people find it. People have trouble putting things into action. Why? Because, it, I mean, I I believe it can be scary because people are afraid to fail. Yeah, they gotta, they have to come to terms with whatever's gonna happen. I'm so. afraid to fail every day. Right, but that's everyone the difference has is, the possibility of failing, but nah, it, it but, doesn't. But that that fear of failure isn't something that paralyzes you. It's something yeah, that no, motivates you. No, I get you. that. I get it, that. I get it doesn't. That. Right, it's not dictating your life, whereas no, a lot of people. But you, you clearly exhibit the the potential to move past it. So everyone does. I know. Right. Everyone that's what I'm has saying. Everyone has. Everyone has. But not everyone believes that, and that I goes back right. to how they how they define their self worth. But I feel like you can only give me that excuse if you're just now jumping off the cliff. Like, you're just now making that jump to start this goal. Like, and I get every step Why? of the way is going to be scary. But if you make that initial jump, you should be able to progress through any no. of them. Think, think it, think it. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of people that you can think of that. You've you've challenged them or questioned them on why they don't do certain things, even though they're complaining about it or may want to do it, but they don't because they're scared to fail. What I'm saying is there's no progression. You've made the progression from that point. Say we're at step one. You make the progression to step two. You revert back to step one. Why are you scared to go to step two again? You already been there before. Because because they failed to get to step three. Exactly. I got to go to bed. I got to go to bed, man. (laughs) You don't want to go to step two because you failed to go to step three, so you'd rather stay in step one? It's comfortable. Yes, but it's comfortable. They already know what step one involves and, yeah. what, it, what, it, and what, it, what it feels like. So why step into something that you don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to feel? Why step into that? And think of that with everything, relationships, jobs, schools. It's the same thing. No, I'm not rolling, dude. That shit's trash. 
<laughs> it's frustrating. It's, it's, it's definitely frustrating. frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. And I understand that people have to learn it on their own. But back to my original point, though, you already know what I'm about to say. Are you just hoping that I'm yeah. going to say something different? But it's not about what you have I've to say. I've personalized this it, way too much, and I'm uncomfortable now, dude. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, we can see that. I, I didn't want to get to it, but I took a quick swig, dude, and some of that liquid courage, dude. We talked about it, dude. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to kick it with us on the Black Life Pod. Facebook and Instagram at Black Life Pod. That's B-L-A-C-L-I-F-E-P-O-D. Listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd be very appreciative if you could take some time and give us five stars and leave us a review. That helps us to find more listeners and continue to grow the show. And shout out to listeners Tom and MJ for our latest review. We appreciate it. But old school word of mouth works also. So tell someone about us and suggest an episode. As I said in the intro, because of Thanksgiving, we'll be back next week on Tuesday to discuss some more of this craziness that is life. Love yourself. Love one another. Till next time. The Rona is spreading. This shit is no joke. It's no time to work or roam. The way you can fight it is simple, my friends. Just stay the fuck at home. Now, technically, I'm not a doctor. But motherfuckers listen when I read a poem. So here I am, Sam fucking Jackson, imploring you, keep your ass at home. If you want things to get back to normal, don't panic. Just use your dome. Wash your hands, stop touching your face, and stay the fuck at home. Sure, you can still see your friends. Use the motherfucking app on your phone. But unless you just ran out of groceries, please stay the fuck at home. Be it.